1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, I'm in a ranting mood. I'm going to rant again. Uh, the rant I'm going to have this time is about technology. I was saying earlier on in the show, I was uh, having my like millennial woke moment. Uh, this is the get off my lawn moment, if ever there was one on the show. Uh, but And I'll try to do this faster. Um, Apple today unveiled its Apple Vision Pro, which is what they're calling uh, their their goggles that you put on your face and you walk around uh, with the computer that you have in your pocket on your face. Because for some reason, it's not good enough to have the computer in your pocket. It's got to be on your face, uh, which I don't get. And I love technology. I have a smartwatch and a cell phone in front of me, uh, both created by that same company, uh, Apple. I got a crap ton of computers at home, and I have a Amazon Alexa in almost every, every room of my house. And I know it's spying on me. I know that's probably not good. Uh, I don't know why I don't care because uh, I can turn my lights on and off and I'm dumb. I'm, I'm well, woke millennial is what you want to call me if you want. But this is this is um, and, and look, I know that we've already been doing this. I know that Facebook has one. I know that other people are creating them. Um, but I, I read through some of the uh, Apple newsroom pitch on this thing, uh, the press release today, and they did their big giant, whatever you call it. I used to remember the name for it. I don't know now where they unveil all their products and things. I used to uh, really watch those uh, when Steve Jobs was doing them um, and then buy all the stuff that I was told was uh, very important to buy, even though I had no money to do it. And I'm not remotely surprised, by the way, uh, that the Apple product is like $3,500 um, or just way more expensive than anyone else out there. Uh, if you've worshipped at the altar of Apple for any amount of time, uh, you know that they're ridiculously expensive in general. But their AR headset, uh, their artificial reality headset that they call a spatial computer, uh, which is terrifying, uh, is something that they're describing as revolutionary. And here's what they say it'll do. It'll seamlessly blend digital content with the physical world while allowing users to stay present and connected to others. Uh, Vision Pro creates an infinite canvas for apps that scales beyond the boundaries of a traditional display and introduces a full three-dimensional user interface controlled by the most natural and intuitive uh, inputs possible, a user's eyeballs. So it tracks your eyes and you control everything in front of your face uh, that isn't, you know, real life and is uh, the the Internet version of life uh, by moving your eyeballs. This is terrifying like this. I, I'm I'm not kidding when I say part of this. We don't need this. We shouldn't want this. I hope a whole bunch of people don't start wearing these because there's no um, um, struggle for data that tells us that the world we live in right now, the connected society, the social media society, uh, whatever you want to call it, is bad for us. It's it's very bad. It's especially bad for kids. Uh, kids are at an all-time high in uh, mental uh, health issues, in different um, certain things that are, are not at all good as far as even little, uh, like, young women. Um, I think the age group for that is, is something like... Um, you know, 10 or, or 12, uh, all the way up to just after uh, your teenage years and your early 20s, where we have the most depression, the most uh, suicidal ideation, um, just so many different things uh, from a, a subset of our society. And any time I've ever bought a product, uh, like my phone, uh, like my watch, whatever I've bought, uh, one of the biggest things that gets pushed on me is all the social media apps and all the things you're most likely uh, consulting the phone for, uh, which is really very uh, seldom anything that you truly need it for. You certainly text your your friends, your family, your loved ones. Uh, call uh, occasionally. I call more than some, uh, but I just I just can't um, understand this. And if this winds up being wildly popular and a whole bunch of people buy it, would it be cool to put on for a second? Probably. Uh, I like technology. I'd probably think it'd be cool for a minute. But like living my life uh, strapped into a pair of uh, VR goggles all the time. 
which is the pitch of this product, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. Uh, that sounds like something none of us should do. Uh, hopefully it's not popular. Uh, I don't see people walking around with a lot of these things now. So obviously none of the other companies have, have perfected it uh, to make it addictive enough to where you'd want to wear it all the time. Uh, but the device is control-free, and you browse rows and app icons uh, simply by moving your face and your eyes around. That's This is terrifying. This is not uh, cool. This isn't a computer in your pocket. Uh, this is uh, deciding that your real life is less important uh, than your digital fake life, uh, and I, I think that's bad. I think that's real bad. All right, other stuff out there on AI, uh, I thought this was kind of fun. A student got in trouble at school for definitely um, submitting something that ChatGPT wrote for the kid. Uh, this went viral because I think a, a sister made fun of her, her seventh grade um, cousin, or excuse me, not sister, a, a, a woman made fun of her seventh grade cousin for doing this. And here's my favorite part. In the tweet, they highlight the part of the, the paper that got him in trouble. And here's what it says. As an AI language model, I do not have personal expectations or opinions, uh, but I will give you... And he just wrote it. Uh, the other thing is it's in handwriting. So the kid just copied everything that was on the computer in front of him onto the paper to answer five different questions. And he actually wrote down word after word as an AI language model. I don't have personal expectations or opinions. Uh, it's not a good look uh, for the kid. I don't, I don't feel terribly good uh, about his academic future there. Uh, but yeah, caught in trouble. Uh, cheating's not going to work out when you write that on uh, your paper for whatever test it is you're taking. That's awesome. Uh, one other thing, uh, not awesome, uh, but definitely something that I thought was interesting. And then I'll get to some political stuff. Uh, if that's what you're here for, that's why you listen to the show. I thought this was interesting, though. A study found that a a um, higher likelihood of struggling or, excuse me, um, dealing with some sort of um, heart episode, even a stroke, is more likely on a Monday. It's actually even more likely on a Sunday, but, but Monday is the worst day out of the week. Uh, the people that did this study, and cardiologist Dr. Jack Laffin, uh, from uh, Belfast Health and uh, Social Care Trust said they didn't really expect this data to tell them what they're looking at. So they have to dive deeper to figure out why people would be more likely to have heart issues or stress that leads to a, a heart issue on Sunday or Monday. The rest of us know uh, science doesn't need to dive deep into this. We can figure it out. Uh, the stress levels associated with probably the beginning of a work week. Uh, is what causes a lot of people to potentially have a, a higher uptick, at least in the UK, of, um, of emergency room uh, risk and emergency room visits. That's not good. That's bad news. Uh, it creates a, a brand new version of hate in the Monday. Uh, if Monday and then, as I said, Sunday are the two days more likely than not. But if you've made it this far, you're fine. Uh, so, so hopefully I imagine uh, that anybody listening to this show, I'm not scaring you. I'm not causing you to panic because uh, you're good. Everything's good. All right. One last thing I want to play. And then I'll take a break. Uh, this is a supercut. Tom Elliott's the name of the guy uh, all over um, social media for putting these up all the time. Although um, there's another account, too, that he actually used uh, to share this. Um, it's it's hilarious. This is uh, left-leaning media or liberal media uh, covering for Biden after Biden fell over last week. He did trip on a sandbag. Uh, some might tell you there was no sandbag actually there. I, you, if you actually look closely, you can kind of see it. I don't know if he tripped over it, actually. I just know it was on the stage with him, but that doesn't matter. Uh, it wouldn't matter at all. Uh, if you were on one side of the aisle and Trump did this, uh, you'd have the version of conversation we're having now. If you're on the other side of the aisle, you have it the other way. But I do think it's hilarious how easy it was to build a two-and-a-half-minute supercut of all the different people saying how how uh, you know bad the take is uh, that Biden is old. 
uh, that Biden is demonstrating his age and that Biden probably shouldn't be a guy uh, running for reelection when he, quote, gets uh, lost all the time, uh, which he did several times before his speech at the Air Force the other day uh, in front of the Air Force cadets uh, or just in general. Like there's there's a, a, a plethora of situations uh, where Biden has fallen over, where Biden has has fallen off of a bicycle, a trip down a set of stairs. And this was uh, crazy. The way in which it was covered before, if it was uh, Trump doing it and a sign that, you know, he, he needed to be, be taken out of office. Uh, now media is bending over backwards to say this. No big deal. It's no problem. Uh, why is anyone even talking about this at all? I don't blame him for tripping. It was a sandbag. So what? So what? It could have been Bernie and we love Bernie. Right. So d- don't get on him for that. OK. Does anything about this warrant the questions that, of course, we're seeing predictably in some quarters about his fitness for office? No, not a, not at all. He tripped over a, you know, I guess there was like a sandbag yeah. on and Twitter and the writer going crazy. It's currently dominating Fox News primetime. It's the yeah. most important thing <laughs> in the world. First of all, Donald Trump is 76. He's not exactly yes. young. And, you know, it's the advanced team or whoever's fault that they put a sandbag in front of him. I, I tripped <laughs> in my own house. I mean, it's not wow. the same. same. So, so what do you think it is about what Joe Biden? What do you Biden? think? Is, it, is he so enraging to the right because he is so normal? President <laughs> Ah, that's my favorite part of the question for Joy Reid at the end there is what do you, what do you think it actually is? Is the reason why people are talking about uh, a guy that old falling over? Um, is it because he's just so great? Is it is it his goodness or his awesomeness or just everything about him uh, that is the reason that people uh, can't seem to get past the story? Uh, no, uh, that is not the reason. I think the reason why is this is far from the first time you've seen something like this. As I said, Biden fell off a bike when he tried to stop to have a conversation. Biden has fallen down uh, or well upstairs on multiple occasions in that same interview. Uh, you could, or excuse me, that same speech that he gave uh, for the Air Force uh, graduates, you can see him get lost several times and even stand off to the side when he was definitely supposed to go to the podium and start speaking until he's brought up in front of the podium. And then eventually when he fell over, uh, the woman who was waiting and confused with where he was going just sort of walked away. Uh, from that moment. I think that's why people are talking about it. Uh, that and many of the other things uh, that seem to be Joe Biden demonstrating uh, that he is not a guy who's winning the fight uh, against his age. A quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, this guy's a moron, and I love it so, so much. Uh, no injuries, by the way, were reported uh, at Bush Gardens, but a young person, an influencer, uh, decided to jump into the, um, the alligator exhibit there and then do a, a Steve Irwin impression. Don't do this. I'm not saying do this uh, in any way, shape, or form. If I'm, I'm laughing at it, it's because of how dumb it is and how you should not do it. Uh, but I can't believe this is a thing that somebody did. They went to uh, Bush Gardens in Tampa, and they're like, all right, guys, let's do this whole video. Here's some of the audio. All right, guys, so today we're going to be jumping into the crocodile exhibit. Ooh, crikey, mate. <laughs> this is insane. No. Let's get a closer look, shall we? Just to see how it is. Don't we do have this. never been this close to the alligator. The crocodile. Crocodiles, guys. Crikey! Look how big that bugger is. We are exploring the Amazon rainforest. This is really crazy. Crikey! Our society's uh, doomed. <laughs> I can't. 
And at the end of that audio, too, you can hear someone actually start to yell, hey, get out of there. Like, how stupid? It the One to ten stupidity on this is a full ten. Really crazy. Crikey. Get, get out of that place that you're in. If this had ended horrifically, it wouldn't be anywhere. I wouldn't even be talking about it because it would it would be horrible. Well, I might be talking about it, but in a very different way than this way. So uh, laughing at it doesn't mean I'm encouraging anyone to do it. It's It's shocking how dumb it is. You know what I'll actually say about it? It's one of those times where you see something online and the person creating it thinks that everyone's laughing with them and literally no one that's laughing at it is laughing with you. They're all definitely laughing at you for just how dumb of a move this was. But a young person, an influencer, uh, literally jumped into, and I know this happens often, I know this isn't a one-off of this, uh, jumped into a dangerous animal exhibit and then did a stupid voice and kept filming himself uh, doing stupid things. Uh, that's the world we're in now, and that guy will probably gain uh, popularity online and continue to do more stupid stuff until one of them ends horribly and then say something like, it's it's society's fault that I did this, not mine. Uh, other stuff out there, uh, let's go ahead and move on. I saw, I thought this was kind of cool. They created a list of the top snacks you could take uh, when going on a road trip. Uh, yes, uh, people wasted their time with this. And yes, I'm wasting yours. A new poll of 200, 2,005 adults uh, revealed that snacks are by far the best part of a road trip, uh, which I, I love that too. Uh, snacks came in ahead of company, the people on the um, a road trip with you, uh, the stops along the way that you might make, just eating stuff and do it in a car when you feel like there's no rules, man. There, we're, we're allowed to have uh, more snacks than day-to-day life because, you know, we're limited in the amount of things we can eat. Uh, the, the top snacks for a road trip include uh, chips at number one, uh, chocolate at a very close number two, Cookies, uh, seeds and nuts at number four. Not sure I agree there. Candy at number five. And then uh, fresh processed fruit at uh, number six. What I like about this is anytime uh, my wife and I uh, get in the car and travel somewhere, I think Betty is genuinely excited about making the snacks for the trip. I think that's something that she enjoys. Or the first place we stop where we continue to snack up uh, and just like stock up on all the stuff we need. Uh, that is a, a fun part of the trip. And I, I love it. I love the the uniqueness of this, uh, where do Americans want to take a road trip this summer across the country? 40% of people said that. Up and down the East Coast, just beat out the West Coast, and then around the Great Lakes came in at number four. Uh, I love it that snacks are better than company. So you could, like, road trip alone, and as long as you get all the best snacks, uh, according to the data, uh, you're having a, a really, truly great time. Uh, the the people in the car with you, yeah, they're important, but not, not quite as much. Um, all right, this is going to be an earmuffs moment. On the show, uh, I do earmuffs, or at least I say earmuffs when you might want to throw earmuffs on the kids. I'm not going to break any rules, uh, but it's certainly more adult in nature. Uh, Sweden has created a brand new sport. They will be having their first ever uh, competition and championship of said sport uh, very, very soon. Uh, the sport, sex. That's what it is. Uh, there's all different types of disciplines, as they're calling them, 16 different categories, including seduction to, well, the other stuff. Uh, they will have different athletes compete, and they will have other people that judge whether or not they win certain um, uh, competitions. Uh, the Swedish Sex Federation is the organization that put this uh, together. Um, it is what I find most funny in this story is that it is something that may not wind up being a popular sport, say, anywhere other than Sweden. Uh, but a recent poll found that 25% of Americans claim to not be a fan of sports. And in this story, it says, it, I guess it depends on what the sport is and whether or not you'd be watching or not watching certain things. Uh, there are other challenges uh, out of the 16 disciplines. Uh, some of them I'm not going to say on the radio 
Uh, and then the category or the way in which you'd actually be judged uh, for these things, uh, your poise, your performance, your creativity, and uh, others uh, involved. But yes, uh, Sweden seems uh, way more desperate than us to get more people into sports. We just have the pitch clock in the world of MLB baseball, which I'm very upset about. I, I very much think that that's dumb, and I don't think it's a thing we should have. Uh, but it's not quite the same as this uh, entire league uh, that's being created now. All right, uh, quick break. we got a lot more coming up on the show. Uh, you can hear us on AM radio at 1470, on FM radio at 100.3, all over the internet at WMBDRadio.com. Uh, you can even turn to your smart speaker and say, hey, uh, play WMBD Radio, and you will hear Will Stevenson talk about this. A tournament that everybody already thinks they've won. <laughs> Everybody's definitely uh, going in thinking they're the best. <laughs> Participation trophy. 1470, oh, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show, uh, quickly becoming the most popular segment on my show. It's uh, Betty's Word of the Day. Uh, you help us learn Spanish one word at a time. How are you doing, wife? Good, Craig. How are you? Good. Glad to have you on. <laughs> uh, before we talk about whatever your word is for today, uh, we're actually going to talk about some other stuff I saw in front of me because I, I kind of like this story and I kind of wanted your reaction to it. Uh, so people listed the 84 embarrassing things that we experience, but they're just like little little mistakes, little tiny things. And number one on the list is when you say hi to someone that you think you know, but it winds up being a total stranger. Yeah. I feel like that happened to us just the other day, that we waved at somebody who seemed like they're waving at us, and then they weren't waving at us, they were waving at somebody else. <laughs> yes. Do you get very embarrassed when that happens, when you think you know somebody and then it's, well, Yeah, somebody. I turn Brian red usually, yeah. Aww. It and actually, happened to me before, yeah. yeah. Actually, everybody who uh, you do that in front of, I think they wind up talking to you. They they feel bad, and you seem so nice that, that they're probably like, okay, I'll talk to that person. That happened to me probably once or twice at the airport. Mm -hmm. well, who do you think you saw? Was it me, or was it somebody else? Uh, was, it, no. was it pick up or drop off? Uh, pick up. Okay. It was my, your family? My friend from, one, one of my friends from Germany. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to Mexico in like a week, by the way. It's a little bit more true. than a week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And actually, you know what's interesting? Um so you're going to be the sponsor for somebody's confirmation in Mexico. Your niece, yeah, your niece, niece Jackie. Jackie. Uh, how do you say her, her name? Uh, Jacqueline in Spanish. How do you Jacqueline? say? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yes. Okay, you're going to be her um, sponsor, and yet, like, there's documents and certificates and stuff that I guess we didn't we didn't realize I'm before. Out. Yes. <laughs> you're freaking out so much. <laughs> we called Saint Philomena, and Father David was very nice, and I think they actually called me back. I didn't tell you that yet. Oh, but they called nice, me back and they're yes. going to fill out some, some stuff to help you out too. Yeah. But then you also like enrolled in an online course all weekend. Uh, you were talking about yeah, being, being afraid yeah, yeah, if I'm you couldn't. I'm being busy with that situation. <laughs> I'm being super stressed. I can't imagine they wouldn't let you. I mean, we gotta, we'll do whatever we gotta do to make it happen, but I, I would be very surprised if you get there and they're like, no. Yeah, you don't well, have the, the right thing stuff. is like, uh, my niece, she want me, she, she want me to be her, uh, godmother? Yes. Uh, is that the same She wanted to be um, uh, your your person at communion with her. Godmother is the thing when you're born. Oh yes, yeah, that's when baptism. Baptism. Yeah, right, yeah. Yes, yes. But they, she wanted you to be uh, the the uh, you know person there in the family for and we didn't make it. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys have. I mean, I'm Catholic, and then We're we Catholic have <laughs> Some different rules, I guess. Uh -huh. When uh, the kids get uh, their first communion, they mm -hmm. ask somebody. Yeah, I don't remember anybody being there at my uh, communion for me. To be with them. And, yeah. Yeah. And confirmation, it, yes. And the confirmation is the same. So mm -hmm. uh, the first time she asked me, I couldn't go because uh, I was kind of like, mm 
um, starting my new job here. Yes. So I literally say no to her, and she's 11. She was super she sad. She was 11, yeah. and right. now she's That was not easy 13. for Betty to say no. Yeah, no, that broke mm-hmm. my heart. So So when she came back with a, can you be my sponsor for confirmation, <laughs> yeah. you said a thousand percent, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, like, I love how some uh, people organize this kind of stuff, because they let me know, oh, you want to be there for her, like, six or seven months ago, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, Probably they didn't have like a exactly like the, an, the exact a date. date. Yes. And I've been asking back and forth to my brother, hey, when for six are, months. When do you, yes, for yeah. six, when uh, do you have the date? Do you have the date? Mm-hmm. And literally he gave, gave me the date like almost uh, three weeks ago or less. So everything has been such a rush with yes. the ticket and with it. Yeah, the, no, the, actually, the you stuff. know, I'll, I'll say this because I don't think you're going to say it. Um, your brother kept blaming uh, the group of nuns uh, who were yes. running the, the <laughs> yes. church in Mexico by yeah. saying the nuns aren't making a decision. Yeah. We're going to the nuns and we're asking yeah, and the they're, they're not very, sure. Very slow. <laughs> and then it was only like a couple weeks ago that they decided what day the confirmation was happening and then you booked tickets, which were not as cheap as we would have hoped they would yep. be. But you got to go. It's I an important go. thing. It's you got to be there. doesn't yep. matter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you're worried that there's some uh, document Paper. that they're not Yes. Let you have. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing everything we can. So yes, yes. I'm just exhausted. I was thinking about it. Oh my <laughs> God. All I remember like there were several, and I think this is what like a good couple does for each other. Uh, there were several moments where you came up to me like really afraid and you're like, I don't think it's going to work. And I'm like, we have to be able to figure it out. Yeah. There's got to yeah. be somebody who yeah. can do it for us. And then yeah. I called Philomena. You are being very yeah. nice to me, oh, like ask, uh, and asking the priest. Yep. Literally, mm-hmm. uh, call. Yep. I did. I called him on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect yeah. Father David to be in his office. And yeah. he answered. He's like, Father David, what up? That's not what he and said. And I was freaking yeah. out. I was like, oh, my God, you are talking to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> the superstar of the church. Oh, uh, 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 look at you. I was trying to get done. And I, well, uh, I'll say this just briefly because I know that there are people that have been following everything in the news. Uh, and certainly um, something reported on the Peoria Journal Star on on you know Friday about the Catholic Church here in Peoria and the diocese yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, any sort of affinity that you and I have for our, our faith yeah. or the individuals we we worked with, I don't want people to misunderstand or or misinterpret um, uh, you know the the point of this conversation. Uh, it's not to to and I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show to avoid that more serious conversation. Um, you know, but anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know why I just felt the need to throw that out there right now. Uh, for anyone who thinks I'm trying to to move away from some of the more serious things out there, uh, but this was really how we experienced our weekend. Uh, anyway, one other quick thing uh, before I, I let you go, and thank you always, uh, Betty, for being a part of it. Are you doing the gym today or no? No, I'm going to wait okay. for you because I kind of want to oh. like – Oh, yeah, and I remember what you said. At lunch today, you said that you and I should go to the gym together. Yes, because otherwise you are not going to (laughs) try. Go as much as I should. So you're going to wait at home for me, and then when I get home, we're going to go uh, work out together. Yes, yes. And you want to spend an hour in the gym. Yes, indeed. And you want to make sure that I can make it. I can make it a whole hour. That's totally fine. (laughs) No, you don't don't have to (laughs) because... When, no, when you don't do fine. a lot of exercise for like a, a month or for a while, yeah. your your body will resent it. Yeah, it, no, it, my body does resent me the next yes. day. And you're it's being already resenting me. about your legs during the weekend, so I was. Yeah, I don't want you like. Or, like I only you. complained like one or two times, right? <laughs> oh my I didn't. God, I barely no. mentioned to you that my legs oh my were God, sore. Sometimes I feel like you are sixty or seventy. <laughs> Or 80. Because I talk about it too much? <laughs> yeah. I don't it's know. like, oh, my legs. Oh, wow. my legs. <laughs> yeah, I started to tell you, though, I know that I haven't been talking about this very much, Betty, but my legs are a little tired today. I just wanted <laughs> you to know. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> While we were bowling, we were doing a bunch of stuff uh, yes, over the bowling, weekend. All bowling. right. Um, uh, the b- word of the day, by the way, we have a listener uh, that suggested one for you, okay. if you don't mind. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, the listener is claiming that this is a Mexican dessert. Uh, sopapilla is what they're saying. Sopapilla. Oh, yes. Is that actually a dessert? So papilla. 
What is it? Uh, I think it is kind of like a gelatin. Okay. Uh, it's it has, like Jello. Yeah, it's like Jello. All right. Uh, I think that is from Spain, actually. Like okay. the Spain people, when they colonize Mexico, they're All putting right. and some it's, of it's the inside some sort stuff. of like baked thing. It's it's yeah. like there's there's a. Uh, it's um, caramel on the top, if I if I'm correct. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there's also honey. It's so it's pictured here, but it's it's like fried dough with some sort of like um, pudding-like thing in it. Is yes, that right? Something okay. like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So sopapilla is the word of the day. Then uh, do you sopapilla. like those? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I like sopapilla, but uh, they are expensive because kind of like a gourmet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Are, All right. It like, sounds delightful. I've never had this in Mexico. Uh, a fried pastry. Uh, typically of quick bread uh, served it's with a fancy. all different. Yeah, this I've fancy never. Fancy. Yes. No one's given me sopapilla. No. All right, sopapilla. I always give you conchas and pan and. Okay. And yeah. Food. No, I do. I get. Yeah, I get all the other uh, certain breakfast items, but not the dessert ones. <laughs> yeah. What's no, going you on love with dessert churros. things? You love, I do oh love my God, churros. You love churros. Yes, especially flavored ones. Yes. All right, uh, churros. Churros. I can't do that. Part. Con chocolate. Oh, I don't know what that is now. <laughs> what is that one? Chocolate. I like this. this Churros feel with chocolate. Okay, now you're doing a whole big lesson of a bunch of different dessert items in Spanish. Uh, give me the third one again, the last one you just said. Chocolate. No, the the whole word. Churros. Churros. Rellenos. Rellenos. De chocolate. Churros, rellenos de chocolate. Say it again. <laughs> I don't think I want, I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> they're just the ones. So sopapilla and churros de rellenos de chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> It's too many days? Sorry. Did I, did I throw day out too much? That's too, fine. Too many errors. Too, too many, many errors. R's. Oh, gotcha. Too many errors in too many letters. words. Yes. All right, good. Well, that's fine. Sorry, um, Greg. Yeah, it's I'm not, Monday. I'm not going to Mexico torture. with you this time, so I'm not going to make no, all the kids laugh by I saying know. Uh, They're already wrong. asking for you. But I know. Yes, they love you. You had a niece that sent you a little like voice text saying, like, yes. why isn't uh, T.O. Craig coming? Yep. That was very sad. Yep. I felt very sad <laughs> yes. about that. Yeah. And she's like, why not? Explain me why. like, oh, my God. And she's seven. She's seven years old and she thinks I'm awesome, yes. uh, even though we don't speak any of the same language mm-hmm. at all. But I'm the crazy uncle who jumps in the trampoline with the yes, children. Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Yes. Uh, it's been fun, Betty. Uh, you feel proud of me during this whole thing? Very segment? proud, Thank yeah. you, Betty. <laughs> You're right. doing a great job. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. A quick break, a lot more. Uh, it's Betty's Word of the Day, uh, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, I have mentioned before on this show that I'm a millennial. I'm in my... Um, Mid to late thirties. Uh, let's go with that as far as number goes. And so I, I appreciate, but don't, I think, understand to the degree that maybe many listeners do who were alive, uh, for President Ronald Reagan, the importance of President Ronald Reagan. I, I appreciate it. I believe, uh, but I'm not going to say I do it to the degree that someone who uh, experienced uh, that, um, president when he was in office or even, uh, in his rise to office. Uh, the reason I set up the conversation that way is I'm assuming and I don't think it makes it any better, but I'm assuming the same is true, of the chair of the Minnesota DFL, uh, a party. Uh, the DFL is the uh, Democratic um, Farmer Labor Party, part of the Democratic uh, U.S. Democratic Party. Um, but the chair, uh, Brianna Rose Lee, uh, who seems like a 20-something, uh, tweeted something horrible and then got uh, denounced by uh, Democrats, by Republicans, by pretty much everybody, and I assume uh, fired. I haven't seen the official update if she's fired yet. Uh, but Brianna Rosalie said on Twitter, 19 years ago today, Ronald Reagan did his one good deed for the world. Ronald Reagan died uh, 19 years ago today. Uh, this is the 19th anniversary of his death. Um, all I will say in, in response to this, other than I, I totally understand the amount of anger uh, that probably causes a lot of people, is that if you if you ever needed 
any one ridiculous, outlier, horrific, whatever you want to call it, example of just how much hate and vitriol exists on the side of the aisle that says they're all about um, love and all about respecting other people. It's a leader of a Democratic organization in Minnesota celebrating the death of Ronald Reagan on social media. Uh, the tweet has since been deleted, by the way, uh, and the conversation about it, certainly not uh, gone. Uh, but this is a real thing uh, that someone woke up and decided, yeah, I'm going to go after uh, in the most uh, horrific, I don't even know. I, I can't even put myself in the brain of the person who put this out on social media. Uh, the the you know legacy of someone important on the Republican side of the aisle uh, by uh, making a joke about the person's uh, death. Uh, I don't even think this individual who did this would would do it about someone uh, alive today if they passed away. Even like Trump, maybe they would. I don't know. But it's it's sort of. Um, horrifying uh, is probably the right word for it to think about the amount of disrespect, the amount of uh, lack of even um, understanding uh, that would go into this for someone that has has no frame of reference to how important uh, that individual was to our society or to politics and certainly on one side of the aisle more so than the other. But just in general, uh, every part about this is 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 horrible. And so uh, Brianna Rose Lee, someone who put this up and then deleted it uh, when even Democrats started to complain and, and criticize her uh, for the things that she said. Uh, but anyway, I started uh, my position uh, in this segment by saying I don't think I truly appreciate uh, the totality of the impact that uh, President Reagan made on on the country. Um, I know that Mark Strauss, my friend who's on every Tuesday, tells me every single week on and off the air uh, about some of that, including how he got reelected by winning every single state. Uh, that's not something you see very much. And it, it's just odd um, that the I, I would assume I can't put my brain in some in the head of someone who would say something that awful. Uh, but I assume part of the reason that there's that much anger um, with that you know, young person in charge of a Democratic Party thing in in um, um, Minnesota to say that is partly because of how significant of a Republican leader the person was. So the ideology, the the belief system, whatever you want to call it, is the thing that is hated the most. And that's uh, a great demonstration of how much we've been pulled apart, how much uh, one side or the other side feels a a certain level of almost arrogance and being willing to say that the other side are bad people to the extent of celebrating somebody's death. Uh, it's it's horrible. Um, anyway, uh, moving on, some other things out there that I thought were interesting. Uh, you've got uh, James Comey, the former director of the FBI, who definitely says that at no point was the FBI ever biased in any way, shape, or form. Uh, totally uh, an organization that's independent of political position. Uh, you have him popping up on Jen Psaki's show and saying that the only person who can be made the president of the United States is uh, our current president, Biden. He's the only one we could consider reelecting uh, because he's the only one that cares about law and order. This is insane. As it, And this is actually a great example of what I'm talking about a second ago and the, the divide in our society. Uh, sure, uh, Comey is trying to uh, target his sentiment most at uh, former President Trump and any disagreements they have. Uh, but it's, it's ridiculous uh, to think that um, and I, I know I might be exaggerating uh, the importance of this. No one cares. Uh, the people that watch this show probably already believe this, and a lot of other people didn't watch this show. Um, but the the position that only one of two um, leaders in our country would actually follow the rules and all the other ones won't on the other side of the aisle uh, is is about as extreme as you get. And it's the, you know, calling each other fascists or everything else that happens right now. Uh, that is a ridiculous reason that so many people are so misguided, undereducated, whatever you want to call it, that they'd uh, tweet out celebration of uh, the on the anniversary of the death of a politician that uh, disagreed uh, with the 20 something. But here we go. 
you were a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again, or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden, and and I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I, I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same. They all matter more, like uh, making uh, certain business deals through your son and profiting from said business deals. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, no, none of the ties uh, to the current president are, are out there and in the public or, or proven yet. I don't want to claim to know stuff uh, that hasn't been um, uh, published in any way, shape or form. However, that is uh, the argument going on with a, a different uh, guy, uh, James Comer, not Comey, uh, who's saying that it's insane that the FBI still won't turn over uh, certain documents to a uh, committee that has every right to them because they uh, may, um, you know, sort of map out how our current president, when he was the vice president or uh, even after being in office, might have accepted uh, bribes. That's the accusation. There's no proof. I don't want to get myself sued or anything like that. But I, I do think it's interesting that you have uh, a Comey out there saying that he is the uh, law and order guy and no one else would follow any of the rules while he's being investigated for potentially doing something uh, that, well, if uh, Trump was and certainly actually uh, was um, um, accused of all different kinds of things, it'd be all over the news and everyone would assume he definitely did it. Uh, Russia, 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 one example. It's it's just it's amazing uh, to watch this. I, I don't know. Here's what I think, and I'll, I'll take a break on this. I think a lot of people now purposefully bury their head, head in the sand all the time. They just don't really care anymore about anything that they disagree with. So the head goes in the sand, and then as soon as they uh, take their head out of the sand, they just want to read something else they agree with. They feel confirmed in their opinion. A confirmation bias is a thing that exists. Uh, look it up if you don't know what it is. And then actually I love the fact that you look up and confirm that confirmation bias is a thing. Uh, that's very meta. Uh, but no, anyone who, who uh, operates like uh, a James Comey does or just says something for the sake of being on a political side of the aisle is, well, an idiot. Now, I think that that's one of the dumbest things. I've heard one of the most simplistic and dumbest things I've heard today, that nobody on the other side of the aisle would even follow the rules. He's the only guy that would do it uh, because he's the only one that might not be going after the FBI for potentially being politically one-sided, uh, which is what the Durham report seemed to put out. And even people like Jake Tapper, I keep mentioning this, I don't know why, uh, for those who so uh, very much think that I'm saying something politically one-sided, uh, said that the Durham report was a bad look, um, which is a tame take for the FBI and a really um, great um, report for the innocence of Trump in something else, in the Russia, Russia, Russia investigation. But anyway, uh, you know, Comey knows that the only person who could be in charge is, is Biden. He's the only one that will follow the rules.